I fall into the prayer closet on my face and I'm like, oh God, I need you. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it's ugly prayer. And so I, I mean, praise doesn't happen. Confession, forget none of that. I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> and you can't even, you know, that's, and so that's what sister green was talking about that. These are, this is a system of prayer, but you will find there are times where, and quite often petition becomes uh, the first step, yeah. you know. Welcome to the Almost Apostolic Podcast. I'm your host, Anissa, and this podcast is designed to share the backstories and testimonies of beautiful ministry-minded people. I hope you laugh, and I hope you learn that we are all striving for perfection in an imperfect world as people of faith. So join me every other week as I interview a few familiar folks and hopefully some you may not know. After my mother, my guest host today is probably tied with Pastor Daniel Espinosa for the person I've interviewed that has known me the longest. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard you call me Anissa ever in my entire life. <laughs> Does anybody else still call you Nini? Uh, family. Family. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Since we're family, here we are. I <laughs> am with the pastor of the Home Church and Apostolic Experience here in Clear Lake, Texas, Pastor Jay Hilton. How are you, Jay? I am well. I'm finer than a frog's hair, as I usually say. I'm glad <laughs> to be here. Glad to. Uh, I'm honored that you called me. A little nervous, not sure what to expect here, but we're going to have fun, right? Yeah, it's okay. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Just stick with me. Here we are. Gotcha. So we're approaching a new year. We're approaching 2023, and I just want to cover the topic of prayer because I feel like hope is high at the beginning of the year. Expectations are high. New Year's resolutions are in full effect. The average New Year's resolution only lasts about two weeks. But I want to get this information out for anyone who is serious about dedicating their lives to God, dedicating their lives to prayer, and just creating deeper roots for themselves as a spiritual individual. That's good. So I want you to tell your testimony about how you came in contact with my spiritual grandmother, Sister Narvi Green, who has gone on to her reward. I want you to talk about how you met her and the circumstances that led you to her prayer class. All right. Uh, well, it's an honor. Thank you. Uh, I'm in good company with Brother uh, Brother Espinoza, and I'm honored that you would talk to me about, especially about prayer. I mean, this is prayer is the the beginning and the end of it all. Um, you know, I I was raised in uh, Life Tabernacle. Um, graduated high school in uh, in 1994 and uh through some some things that were going on in the family i had ended up moving to georgia uh the last semester of my senior year of high school and um and that is where uh, i was living when the lord called me well what i i wasn't sure what it was but god uh put it on my heart that 
he had something different for me. Um, I was all about football. I was all about lifting weights and and all that good stuff. And uh, and I was ready to go into college and and you know play football. And uh, the Lord began to work on me. I'll, I'll never forget. It was actually uh, a late night prayer meeting that the Lord called me to the ministry. And uh, the it, <laughs> if, you, if you don't know about this stuff, if you're new to this, uh, this might sound weird to you, but that night in that prayer meeting, uh, the Shekinah glory of the Lord uh, came down in that, in that sanctuary. And that's when uh, I felt the call to the ministry. Um, long, long story short, that next evening, it, it shook me up so much that that next evening, I, I uh, packed up my stuff and headed back to Houston. I drove all night. It was, I don't remember, it was like 12 hours or something. And I got here, uh, drove up to Life Tabernacle, walked in the door, and uh, Papa Kay's secretary was there. And uh, and I asked her, uh, I said, is Pastor Kilgore here? And it was about that time I heard that old raspy voice, you know, call around the corner. And he said, Jay Hilton? And I said, Hey, hey, pastor. And he said, come here, son. And so I walked around the corner in his, in his office and he hugged me and, uh, he said, uh, essentially you know, I'm cutting a lot out here, but, uh, he said, God told him that I was coming. And I, you know, just like anybody I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> you know, whatever. But then he, he looked, uh, he grabbed something off the corner of his desk and it was a check that he had written out with my name on it. And it was the first semester tuition to Texas Bible College. And he said, I want you to go get into school. He said, They're, they've already started classes. Um, he said, but I'm gonna make a phone call right now and you'll, you'll get moved in quickly. And so that's kind of how that happened. And, and so uh, coming down after that, I, uh, I uh, you know, got settled in there um, pretty quickly and uh, I didn't understand anything that was going on. <laughs> they were talking about hermeneutics and I was like, I don't know, what have I done here? But they had pick up football games and I was really good at that. So I had fun. I learned to play ping pong and all that stuff. And and uh, met some, you know, lifelong friends that are still buddies of mine from there. And so uh, after that, Papa K began to work with me a little bit. And, and he said uh, that they were about to start some prayer classes. And he said he, he didn't ask me to, he told me, you're going to be in those classes and you're going to make time to be there. You know, I don't, he said, I don't want anything to get in the way of that. And that's where... Um, he introduced me to Sister Narvi Green, and uh, my life was changed forever. Um, that's also uh, when I met your mom. Y your mom and I, uh, I, I remember the first time I, I think I met her, and I'm trying to, it's been a, I don't think I've ever talked about this. Uh, um, it was dark, and we had started with prayer, and this lady came up behind me, I was like, I, man, I jumped out of my skin and uh, I, I was like, what is happening? I don't, I don't, I mean, now I've been raised in this. So, you know, strong prayer isn't, you know, wasn't new to me, but 
when you're in the dark, somebody comes up like, <laughs> you know, it, it'll shake you, but that's how I met your mom, you know? And, um, and of course, after that, uh, getting to know you and your sister and your brother. And, um, we started in those prayer classes and it was a small crowd there for a while. Um, and, uh, and then it began to grow. That's kind of how I, <laughs> that's how I got into this, you know? Well, first of all, excellent impression of my mother. That was spot on, 100% accurate. Uh, my mom used to teach this version of uh, Sister Green's prayer class in a children's revival form. So that's where I learned how to pray. And some of my earliest memories are crawling into my mom's lap in her closet because I couldn't sleep unless I heard the thunder of her praying. So it took me a while much older than I want to admit to like yeah. stop going to her prayer closet whenever she was praying. But um, so the 12 steps of a systematic prayer are what we were about to talk about. And the way I learned it when I was growing up is if you spend five minutes in each of these realms of prayer, you would have prayed an hour. And usually, you know, you get into one area and one area is a little longer than the other. But for the most part, if you're just starting out on your prayer journey, if you start with about five minutes in each of these sections, then you would be good, I would say, covered for the day. So let's just dive right on into it. And what is the first step of a systematic prayer? Well, I have to say, you know, Sister Green gave us so, this is just a fraction of what she gave us. And and this is, you know, what was amazing about this is this stuff, this is stuff that she put together. She lived it. She, this is who she was. Mm -hmm. And your mom was very special and and she was a very important part of that to me as well, because she Sister Green taught it and prayed it. But your mom was praying it, too, and kind of showing us like, hey, it's OK to get loud. <laughs> it's OK. It's OK yeah. to cry. It's a, and your mom was a living example of what it was to pray uh, and, and to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in intercessory prayer, all that. But, um, you know, so I learned I learned a lot, not just from Sister Green, but for all the people that were in her class. So Sister Green came out and she she said she she gave these 12 basic divisions of a of a complete prayer, like a whole systematic prayer. Like if you say, OK, you look at prayer as a system, uh, just like you said, start your day with this, um, you know, and, and, and I believe now we should start our day with prayer. Um, it's easier uh, to, if you end your day in prayer now, I still do. I, I, I pray a lot in the mornings and at night. Um, but if you end your day, you're fighting through a lot of junk that this world is throwing at you. Yeah. Uh, when you start your day in prayer, it's, it's easier. It really is. And especially the more experience you get. But Sister Green gave us these 12 basic steps of prayer and and her goal was to say, you know, this is a system. This is a formula. This isn't necessary. You're not, this is not a prayer beads. This is not, yeah. you know, <laughs> this is not something, if you've been praying for 20 years and you're still, you know, stuck on these 12 steps, then something's wrong. You know, these are, this is a way for you to begin to grow. This is a way for you to, and, and also too, you know, as you get in, into life and experience, this is also a good thing to go back to every once in a while and say, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna go through some of these. But one of the first things she said, step number one, 
step number one is to praise. You got to praise God for everything. There has to be a praise on your tongue. I mean, it, you know, when you read through the word praise, worship, you know, and, and, and of course, there's a lot of pastors and, and preachers that can break this down. Uh, and you can get stuck here all day just on praise, but you got to begin with praise. You got to praise God for everything. And the more you do that, the more you're going to realize how much you really do owe God, how much praise needs to be a part of who you are. You, you know, I praise him simply because he's God. I mean, I'm thankful for all that he's done. I, I, I praise him for, uh, for everything that I can think of. And um, you, you, it's, it's in this time that you will begin to realize. I know people say, well, you know, I realize this, but it's just something about it. When you begin your, your prayer with praise, you really begin to realize that all you have and all you are is because of him. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, you can look at Hebrews 13 and five, 15 there. And, you know, you, so you gotta, you gotta really begin your prayer with praise and don't be scared to spend time here. Um, this is kind of for me, and, and now I'm stepping out of sister green's notes for me, this became a time for me to get my mind on God. And, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, you, you know, the devil ha doesn't have to get you to sin anymore. He doesn't have to get you hooked on drugs and hooked on. He's, he will suck your time and, and he will just pull. I mean, you look at things now, uh, Facebook, social media, TikTok, all these uh, reels and the things that are so popular now. You 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 sit down and you look at one of those and and you know two hours later you're like oh I meant I meant to do this so the devil sucks your time when you begin your prayer with praise it's a time for you to get your mind right and to get your mind focused on him then she went into uh, the second step that she gave us was forgiveness ask God not just for forgiveness but this is what really became important to me to have a forgiving spirit. Um, you know, um, now, and I, I don't want to get, you know, I don't know. I don't get anybody mad at us here on this podcast. That's, okay. but, That's what we're known for. <laughs> good. But, you know, uh, you, you got to have a forgiving spirit. I, I mean, look, the Bible doesn't talk uh, a whole lot about uh, forgiving yourself, but if you don't understand uh, what a forgiving spirit is, then you've really missed the point of, of forgiveness. And, and but but you've got to have forgiveness. And so using this as your second step, it really gives you a chance to get in there and to get your heart right with God. Like before I even start in my prayer, I, I give him praise. And now I want to make sure my my slate is clean. I want to make sure that I'm in tune with the Lord and and so when you start to ask for forgiveness, now, uh, look, <laughs> if you're in your private time of prayer, you can get personal. You can get detailed. I would say, I would suggest doing that. Sometimes you don't feel like doing that. But, um, but I, you know, be careful if you're in church praying. Don't, don't, start, <laughs> don't start calling stuff out because people don't forgive you like Jesus does. But, uh, uh, but this is a time for you to get in. And not only ask for forgiveness of yourself, but have a forgiving spirit. And, and, you know, 
whatever, and I just told somebody this yesterday, the standard of forgiveness that you hold for other people will be the very standard that God will judge you by. It'll be the very standard that he holds you accountable to. So when, when you're in here, this, this step number two of forgiveness isn't just, oh, God, forgive me for this. Oh, God, forgive me for that. It is, God, help me to forgive. And, 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 and you got, you know, it, it's tough. You know, we, we, it's funny because sometimes I'll preach, you know, all, on forgiveness quite often and you can kind of see the eyes rolling across the sanctuary. Like we know about forgiveness. Well, no, we don't. We need to, we really need this step in our life. And so forgiveness is step number two. Number three is confession. And, and, and this goes into, um, this is a part of the forgiveness, but confession is really helping you uh, get before God saying, God, I want to be honest. In other words, confession kind of begins to uh, let you know what your real motive is, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so when you begin to ask God for confession, you, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of times prayer and, and if I'm going too long on these, just shut me down. No. You got the control button. So. But, you know, a lot of times what happens is we turn prayer into manipulation. And, and this is what I have learned about the Lord. He loves us too much to let us manipulate him. He's, he's not, <laughs> you know, we think we're fooling him, but we're only fooling ourselves. So confession is a good time for you to say, God, you know me. You know, the word says, you know, all of my ways, you know who I am. You're acquainted with me, God. So let my motive be pure. Let my motive be right. And God, I want to confess the things that I really have trouble admitting to other people. I really have a control problem. I really have an anger problem. I really, I really have a forgiveness problem. And so this is where your time to, to really get honest with God. And it's funny because as you spend time in step number three of confession, you get better at it. And, and, and your motive really does become prevalent. And you really do begin to say, okay, I ain't fooling anybody but myself here because I'm not fooling God. I'm not fooling anybody else. This is a time to really get real with, uh, with what I want from the Lord and what he wants from me. There's, there's not a word on my tongue, but, oh, Lord, thou knowest. You, there's not a thought in my mind, God, that, that, that doesn't come to fruition at some point. And, and you know that thought before it happens. So, Lord, I'm confessing right now. I've had some bad things. I've, I've thought some bad stuff. Uh, you know, stop that stuff before it comes to light. Stop it, you know. And so this is a good point to get in. And get your heart right with God. And then, of course, number four. And, and you know, it's funny because step number four is most people's prayer life altogether. And that step is petition. Uh, a lot of times people think that that's really what prayer is. I'm just going to go petition God for what I need. Well, that's not <laughs> you. That's a part of prayer, but it's not all of prayer. 
like for me, when I pray, I feel like it's almost rude to start with petition just because it'd be like, if I knew I needed $20 from you, I'm not just going to walk up and say, Hey Jay, you got a 20 on you. <laughs> like how you do it? I would, and not in like a bad way, but like in a earthly way, like not, I'm trying to no, like I, I completely okay. Understand. I would just be like, "Hey, Jay, you're looking good. I've been working out." You know, you kind of you got to do your meeting and greeting and salutations and lead into that, or else it's really just kind of give me, give me, give me. I need, I need, I need, and that is not what our God is about. It's like a walk together with Him, and He has no problem giving us what we need. But for me, the first four steps are so vital because I feel like I can't petition unless I've said hello, unless I've greeted Him, unless I've cleared the slate and gotten everything ready for a formal type of conversation because my petitions are serious and spiritually I got my little pro presenter out and I'm like this is what I need slide a I'm in my little spiritual business suit so it almost seems rude to go straight into petition I know a lot of people don't really know that or think about that but for me those first four steps are super vital because I mean you are going to be praying for the things you feel like you need or want in the petition stage. So keep talking about petition. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, no, you're, you're exactly right. And, but, but listen, God is long suffering. He, in fact, he's so long suffering. He wants us to learn it. And so um, that is a fruit of the spirit. And that long suffering allows us to pray. Like we think we're, you know, this is learning. This is growing in God. This is putting on the mind of Christ, which Paul, you know, uh, ask us to do and, and says this should be our goal. So petition is is really a lot of people only know prayer as petition. They when when you say prayer, a lot of people are like, you know, I'm okay. I don't really need anything. <laughs> well, you know, you fully don't understand prayer. So as we grow, I I, you know, petition is important. I, I mean James four and three says that we need to make make our specific needs known to God. And that's and so God commands us. Now, listen, Nini, there are times I'm telling you the need is so great. I, I fall into the prayer closet on my face and I'm like, oh, God, I need you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's ugly prayer. And so, I, I mean, praise doesn't happen. Confession, forget none of that. I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> and you can't even, you know, that's, and so that's what Sister Green was talking about, that these are, this is a system of prayer, but you will find there are times where, and quite often petition becomes uh, the first step, yeah. you know, but anyways, petition is, is extremely important. Um, and, and I would say this too, um, nothing's too small. It really isn't. Nothing's too small and nothing's too big. Um, and, and details count. Pay attention to the details. Number five is intercessory prayer. Thank God Sister Mangum preached the way she did on intercessory prayer and all the, the old timers because you really don't hear that preached anymore. And it's so vital. Intercessory prayer is, is amazing. I mean, essentially intercessory prayer is going before the Lord on another's behalf is the way that it is. That's, that is what intercessory prayer, but intercessory prayer, it's, you know, it comes in a lot of different forms. It comes with crying. It comes with weeping. 
And, um, you know, the Bible says to pray in the Holy Ghost. It comes praying in the Holy Ghost. Um, you, you, it really, because, and the reason why intercessory prayer is so important is because that is essentially the kingdom of God. He said, if you're about my business, then I'll be about your business. And essentially his business is others. His business is people. And so when you find time to move into intercessory prayer, you, you'll receive more than just your petitions. God, God will look down in your heart and your mind and he'll give you things you forgot to pray about. He'll, 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 things will show up in your life that you never expected. And then, of course, number six um, is the word of God. You know, when you finish these first five steps, get into the word, read the word. The law of the Lord is perfect. And so uh, you will find that it will teach you how to pray. It'll teach you how to move into deeper portions of each of these steps. Number seven, uh, she taught us was meditation, engaging in thought on the word. Meditation really opens the soul and the Holy Ghost, and, and it clears out anything that might be harmful. You know, when we, med the word meditation is in the thoughts of meditation, no pun intended, um, <laughs> is has been kind of perverted by the world because we we immediately think, well, I'm not a Buddhist. I'm not going to sit here and chant and meditate. Well, you know, meditation is an important part of prayer. It's thinking on things of the Lord, thinking on reminding yourself of the things that God has done for you. It's a good time to meditate. And you know what else is when you are meditating on the word of the Lord, you're meditating on your life, you're meditating on the things of God, bring a pen and paper because God will bring things back to your mind that you forgot about. He'll bring blessings and he'll, uh, he'll bring things back to you that, and things he's done for you that you have well forgotten. And I promise you, it will feed you again. It's like having a seven course meal right there in front of you. And yeah, I've, I've brought paper and pencil and, and, and meditation time after the word of God. And, and my mouth was dropped. <laughs> I'm in there by myself. So meditation is important. Number eight, uh, she said is, um, and on her list is Thanksgiving. This is really Thanksgiving is the second phase of praise. Um, Thanksgiving is so crucial. Giving thanks and praising are really in the same family. And Thanksgiving, you know, everybody wants to get to Christmas, but man, Thanksgiving is so important. And, uh, and it's the same thing with the Lord. Thanksgiving, a thankful heart, a grateful heart, a grateful mind. Uh, thanking the Lord for the things that he's brought into your life and I the was, things he's done. I was always taught to thank him for what you want to have tomorrow. Amen. So I'm like, Lord, thank you for these clothes. Thank you for this car. <laughs> thank you for the gas to get there. And just like everything <laughs> I could possibly think of, I have to be grateful for because you, you never know if you're going to have it tomorrow, if you're going to walk out and have no tires or have no clothes or have anything. So I do spend the majority of my time at the beginning of my prayer is praise and thanksgiving. That's where I feel like I need you to hear me when I say like, I love you. And I'm so grateful because it could be a hundred different scenarios. So I really spend a lot of time in Thanksgiving. And it's good. You said that because that was one thing sister green taught us. She said, these are the 12 steps, but you don't have, to, I mean, let them flow, let them fall where they fall in your prayer time. But it's important at some point to hit these, 
these steps. And Thanksgiving, you know, in the day and age that we're living in, and you know, this has always kind of been around. I, I can't, I can't fault new newbies, but on the day and age that we live in, especially with the spirit of entitlement, Thanksgiving's just not there anymore. Right. And uh, because uh, it's it's tough. Everybody wants to think they did it on their own. They did it themselves. Well, you didn't. <laughs> so you better find time to give the Lord things. Um, uh, number nine is pray the word of God. Quote scriptures that uplift your soul. Quote scriptures that encourage you. you, you look, and, I, and, and I, I'm going to take some heat for this statement, okay? Do it. You don't have to quote the Bible verbatim. If you get the scripture wrong, it's okay. It's just you and God in there. He is the word. Let him fill in the spot. So don't feel like, well, I don't know scriptures. You know, that's how you learn scriptures. Write these things down. Get sticky notes. You know, put them in there. I I, I mess scriptures up all the time, even when I'm preaching. You know, so be vulnerable. Don't be scared that you have to have everything right. And it's got to be perfect. And thus thou saith that, oh, thy king, oh, God. You know, I mean, come on, just get real and be real with the Lord and pray the word of God. I mean, pray aloud. Get, to, um, you know, let God know that you've committed some of these things to your heart, not just your memory. And, and then at the same time, it is good to learn some scriptures. Uh, you know, what I will do a lot of times when people, I'm counseling people, uh, whatever situation they're up against, the first thing I do is, okay, let's go to the Word and see what the Word says. And then we'll pick out like three scriptures and I'll say, look, I want you to write this down on sticky notes, put it in your calendar on your phone and have it pop up at 11.15 a.m. every day of the week. Learn these things. So pray the Word of God. Number 10. Some people like this one. Some people don't. I'm kind of, I really got to be in the Holy Ghost to like this one, but I still do it. Um, singing. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you, when you say prayer to people, their first thought is not singing, but singing is important. You know, Psalms 59 and 16, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You know, come, come before his presence with what? Singing. Sing unto the Lord. You know, when I don't know any songs, once again, we go back to the scriptures. You don't have to know the songs verbatim. You don't have to, you know, I like to think that sometimes I can sing. Well, it's all good as long as it's just me and Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, but hopefully I've got enough good friends that will tell me the truth and tell me, like, look, be quiet, man. You're messing everything up. But singing is important. And you will find yourself. Don't be scared to get stuck on the same verse. Don't be scared if you only know the chorus. Sing it. Sing unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise. And and what will happen a lot of times for me, and and you know if you're not if you're new to prayer, this might sound really strange. You'll find yourself singing in the Holy Ghost. Don't stop that from happening. Don't you know? Let it happen. When you're, you you'll begin to praise the Lord, and you'll begin to sing, and you're singing, and all of a sudden it'll just turn into tongues. Let that happen. I'm telling you what, God will take you to places. You, God will take you to places not a lot of people get get to. And when you get to that level uh, where you're praying in that communion with God, 
man, it's just you and Jesus. You don't care. At that point, you don't care who's in the prayer meeting, who's around you. It's just you and him. Number 11, and this is crucial. Listen, this is a time that you will begin to listen for the voice of God. You know, the Bible says he comes as a still small voice. And a lot of times, you know, people are like, well, you know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if I start whispering like this, what do you have to do? You, you have to lean in. You have to get closer. And that's exactly what God's wanting. He's wanting you to say, you know, I'm putting everything else aside. What do you have to say? So listen to the Lord. Be quiet. Your thoughts will be running crazy, but be quiet and listen to him. You'll feel impulses. You'll feel burdens. People, people's faces come to my mind. And sure enough, I'm like, I'll write that name down. I'm like, oh, okay, well, and, and sure enough, I'll call them or something. It, it's it's just amazing that you call me right now. You'll never believe it. I was like, yeah, I will. Because <laughs> I was listening. And God put me in that person's life for that time. So you'll have anointed thoughts. You, you, like I said, you'll hear names, you'll receive messages from God. And you, but the only way that's going to happen is you got to listen. You, you know, you might not hear his voice. I do believe uh, that I've heard the voice of the Lord one time in my life. And the only thing he said was my name. He called my name. I was in a live tabernacle sitting there praying and he called my name. But, but God will move on you in some way if you'll listen. And then number 12, the last step is, once again, praise. You start with praise and you end with praise. For he is worthy. He's worthy. That's what it's all about, Nene. He's worthy of it all. Everything we have everything we are, everything we aspire to be, all this this blog and this podcast that you're doing, it's all because of him. Everything we have in this church that I pastor, I'm honored to pastor, my beautiful family, I, I, owe, I owe it all to the Lord. So I end with praise. You begin to use these steps in your prayer life, and I promise you, you will find yourself in places with God that will be hard to describe to other people. I've been in, in such deep prayer many times because of the examples of Sister Green and your mother and Papa Kay and the, and the people in my life uh, to where I felt like I was just floating. I felt I was in another world. It wasn't like I felt like I was in. I was in another world. I remember not too long ago last year, uh, I happened to be sitting at my desk. I, I, it wasn't even really my time of prayer, but I get I begin to pray for the Lord. And the power and the glory of God came on me so strong. And it was a wonderful, it, it was undescribable, but it was so much. I had to ask God to let up. And, and that's the kind of places that God will take you. I'm telling you, prayer is amazing. It's so much fun, but prayer is the key. That's it. It's your turn. <laughs> well, thank you so much for educating all of my listeners because I feel like this will be a good start to the year. And just it's how I learn. So, I mean, it's the only thing I Man. know. 
And so I appreciate you joining me and imparting all of your wealth of knowledge through the help of Sister Green to my listeners. And I love you and I love your family so much. And I'm so grateful for you. We love you. God bless. And God bless all your listeners. I pray that this takes you to the next level. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's all for this episode of Almost Apostolic. If you enjoyed yourself, please do us a favor and leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And until then, thank you for listening.